This is HPR episode 2164 entitled Skip No Tabletop Game. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 22 minutes long. The summary is Klaatu talks about the surprisingly amazing game from Mattel. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Cloud 2. This episode's about Skipbo, the card game that broke tabletop gaming for me. So Skipbo is this really simple card game by the makers of Uno. So it's like one of those classic kind of card games that you're gonna find in you know the town, the local town general store. It's, it's not a themed card game. And this, for me, when I, I was gifted this game, I, I, when I saw it, it, I just didn't wanna play it at all. There was nothing about this game that made me curious to play it whatsoever. Like, the cards are all sort of designed in these bright primary colors. There's absolutely no thematic element to it. Not even a suggestion or a hint of a backstory. You know, there's no, there's no story to this game. It's, 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 they didn't even try, you know? Like, they could have at least, in my mind, when I was looking at it, it's like they could have at least called it, um, you know, Gold Rush 48 or Gold Rush 48. Let's go with that. And then you would have gotten like 48 cards and they would have all been themed with the Old West. The backstory would be that you're a gold miner and that you have to collect these things in this particular order in order to strike gold or something. And you have to talk like a cowboy the entire game. They could have done something to make it more imaginative, right? But all they, all it was was these, by the way, I don't want to play Gold Rush 48. That's a really dumb idea, but... My point is, they could have made it more thematic. They could have skinned it with something for me. But instead, they just delivered like these cards, primary colors, big numbers. You know, it looks like a child's game. It looks like Uno. It looks like something I played when I was in third grade. And I was really disappointed and really just absolutely did not want to play. Had no interest in this game whatsoever. And I was polite, and I was like, oh, thank you. You heard that I liked card games, and you gave me a, a card game. That's so nice of you. Thank you so much. And, you know, put it on the shelf, vowed never to touch it. But I could re-gift it. I'd probably, like, re-gift it next year. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was that. And then, as luck would have it, me and the girlfriend were sitting around thinking, oh, we, we, we only have, like, two two-player games. Let's... We should we should try to find another two-player game, and then our eyes fall on this stupid Skipbo box on the shelf. And we're like, well, if we open it really carefully, maybe we can re-gift it still. You know, we'll do like one of those like slightly used re-gifting, but we'll we'll, we'll open it super super carefully so it looks unopened, uh, and we'll we'll play around just to see, just to convince ourselves that it's not it's not a good game. Okay, so the gameplay is actually pretty complex. Like, especially, you know, if you've played any of those 
um, those sort of new kind of like modern themed card games that 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 people think of when they when they say fancy terms like tabletop gaming instead of yeah it's a card game um, you know their, their their rules are frequently really well actually done they're they're like you know one one page one side of one page big numbers they're like do this do that on each turn do this or this and then start playing and then maybe there's some like additional rules afterwards you know it's like oh by the way if you run into this situation this is what to do but you know they 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 kind of like they get you up and running fast and they don't expect you to like sit down and study the rules for an afternoon before engaging well unless you're playing magic uh, the gathering then you basically need like a, a degree um but skipbo the rule set is yeah it's 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 pretty it's it is not nice it's small print it's it is it gives you a lot of detail it throws a lot of terms around and it's it's a little bit intimidating and and in a way i kind of thought i, I kind of noticed that you know like parker brothers or or, or hasbro or whoever this skipbo thing is by um they 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 still haven't gotten the memo you know like they're, they're kind of like it's kind of like the Microsoft of of card design, you know. It's kind of like, hey guys, if you um, if you give people instructions that that are short and simple, people get started a lot faster, and they don't feel like there's as much of a barrier to entry. But apparently, it didn't matter that much because we 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 read through all the instructions, and it is. It's simpler, actually, than it seems. So the first hurdle that you have to get over is the sheer number of cards involved. Each player gets 30 cards in their reserve deck, which, and then five in their hand. So 30 cards, initially, we never play with 30 cards, me and my girlfriend, but um, you're supposed to get 30 cards, and you set them down on the, on the table, face down. And that's the deck that you have to burn through. So you each have a, a deck of about 30 or 11 or whatever you're playing with cards that you have to burn through through the course of the game. And the way that you burn through those cards is you set them on the play area of the table face up. But you have to do that numerically. So what you do is on this stack of 30 cards, you turn over one, you know, you turn the top card over. Whatever that number is, you need to get to that number in the play area, and then you can take that card, complete the sequence with it, and then turn over the next card. The play area gets populated by the cards from each player's hand. So if you've got five cards in your hand and you have a number one, then you take one and you put it in the middle of the table. And then the next player, if they have a two, they can put two down. And then if you have three, you put a three down. And then oh look, the top card on your um, on your on your reserve deck on the thing that you have to burn through, that's a four. So we'll take the four from our reserve deck, put it down, and then flip the card over on our reserve deck. And by chance, by coincidence, that's a five. So we'll take that and put that down. And now we'll turn over the next one. Oh darn, that's an eleven. Okay. So um, what we'll do is we'll keep playing until we get you know near until we get to 10 and then we'll put down the 11 and and that's that's the sequence of events in an ideal world what 
really happens, of course, is that you've got a three on your deck, and so you get one, and then the next player doesn't do anything, says, oh, I can't, I can't put any cards down. So you put a two down. Well, no, that wouldn't, that wouldn't actually illustrate my example. So what happens is that the other opponent says, oh, I've got a two, so they put down a two, and you're thinking, oh, perfect, this is, this is my chance to put my three down. But your other player has a three in their hand, so they put that down. And so now you're screwed because you don't have, you know, you've got this three on your burner deck and you don't have a place to put it. So now you've got to get to go through a whole other cycle so that you can put your three down. And, and, and all the time you're just hoping that your, your opponent isn't going to screw you over with another three or, or whatever. Of course, add to that the fact that your opponent has their own cards to burn through. So there's th that element that you kind of want to not help your opponent, but at the same time, it's always within your benefit to keep that card, that the, the playing, you know, that deck, that sequence, you want to keep it turning over. The, um, the, the added complexity, again, comes in that there's not just one deck in the middle of the table. You can have four active counters. So if you've got a one and a one, and the two, then you could put the one down in one on one deck, one down again on another deck, and then the two on either of them. You know, so you've got four active counters in the middle of the table. Um, so you and your your partner are managing four, or your opponent are managing four different active decks that are counting up towards twelve. At which point they reset to one. You've got your burner deck. You've got the cards in your hand, and then there's yet four more decks that I forgot to tell you about, um, and that is that you've got discard piles. So if you've got five cards in your hand, and you've played all the cards, you know, you, so you take one out, you take a three, and you take a, a six for another one, so now you've got three cards. If, you, if, you, if you're at the, at the point in your turn where you cannot play another card, you take a... a get another card from your hand and then put it on a uh, reserve or a discard pile or a keeper pile let's call it in front of you and you can have up to four keeper piles so it's within your benefit again to kind of keep important cards sort of almost in sequence in front of you and the way that me and my girlfriend play it anyway is that you're not allowed to kind of rifle through your 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 keeper deck or your keeper decks you, you can't look and see what you have like the only thing that anyone can see are, are the top numbers uh, i don't know if that's official rule or not um that's just kind of how we felt it should be played um but yeah and and you can take from those keeper decks anytime you need another number so sometimes there can be turns where where you just go through like 10 cards at a time because you just, you know, you, you find a one in your hand and then, oh, looky, you've got a two over here in your keeper pile. So you put that down and then, oh, look, you've got a three at the top of your burner deck. You put that down and then, oh, a four in your hand. Okay, you got that. And then, oh, look, there's a five in your keeper. And so it just, you know, you just, you, you play as long for as long as you can. And it's, it's just this, when, when that happens, it is like, it's a rush, you know, you just feel amazing. You feel like you're, you feel like you are just the coolest card player 
on Earth. You know, it's just like you're, you're just burning through cards, and your your opponent's just sitting there turning into a puddle of 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 disappointment. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, it, of course, to add to all of that complexity, there's a wild card, and the wild card is called Skip Bow. So that's, I guess, why they call it Skip Bow. I don't know. Skip Bow. It's a horrible name. Um, I mean, Gold Rush 48 or whatever I came up with wasn't terribly good, but man, it's better than Skip Bow. And the the wild card, you just play, you know, as a, as a wild card. Um, so that kind of adds just, you know, yet another element of, of complete randomness to, to the, to the sequence of the, of the game. It is a really, really fun game. Um, it is obviously a, a numbers game. It is, you know, it's, it's very kind of, the, the mechanic is very straight. It is, it is exactly what you would expect from a set of cards, you know, like a set of cards. Oh, they are numbers. And and the more I play the themed card games, I guess, the more sometimes I realize that ultimately, if you cut through all the glitz and glamour and theme, you it's just their numbers, you know. the The theme sometimes helps you remember something about that number, and it and it abstracts it away from being a number. But ultimately, you can say that it's a numbers game, you know? Like, even in something like Coup, for instance, certain cards are higher in, say, power than others. And whether you have a certain card or not is a Boolean. So, you know, it all boils down to that kind of, like, like, technically speaking, it could be played with a 52-card poker deck. Um... And and so could skip though I guess, but you'd have to have a lot of cards because um, I, I'm not sure the percentage of each card, you know, in the deck. But the deck is huge. Like the the default skip bow box that you get from the store has three three decks in it, um, so it's it's got to be at least 150 cards total. Um, and like I say, I mean the the apparently what they intend you to do is uh, play with a th- 30 card burner deck or reserve deck or whatever they call it. Um, so yeah, they, they don't intend for it to be a short game. They don't intend to, for it to be a, a simple game. It is, it is a game where you are managing a lot of things, but trust me, it really, really works. It's, it's amazingly well done. And in terms of, well, in terms of two-player uh, mechanics, it's it's perfect. It's it's great for two players. Um, in fact, I believe I've only played it as a two-player game. Now that I'm, now that I'm saying it, uh, I, so I don't know how it is with more people. Actually, two-player, it's brilliant. It is a brilliant game, hands down, brilliant. Um, replayable, it is completely replayable. Um, this is. This is not so much a card game as it is an addiction for me and my girlfriend. It's just completely, it's just super fun. And and there is a surprising amount of psychology there because you do kind of, you do kind of have to not maybe anticipate what your, 
what your opponent's going to do because I mean all your your opponent's going to do exactly what you think your opponent's going to do, which is play every card that they possibly can to get it out of their hand. Um, as long as they aren't setting you up for success. So if you're uh, if you're playing a sequence of cards and you see that your opponent's top burner card is an eight, and there's a deck at four, and you've got a five, six, and a seven in your hand, but you don't want to just hand that to the opponent. So you just play the five. And then do you play the six? All right, we're going to play the six and just really, really hope that our opponent doesn't have a seven for their eight. And then we'll end the turn. And then the opponent plays. And what did they have? You know, who knows? Did they have a seven? Did they have a skip bow wild card that they could just throw in there as a seven? Who knows? So it's it's really, really tricky in that sense. And you do start to get kind of a sense for how your opponent plays the game, which is weird because, like I say, it's 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 fairly straight. Like, there's not a whole lot of strategy, per se, other than, yeah, like, when do you play and when do you abstain? But you do get kind of a play style, and from that you can kind of adjust how you play. And either way, I mean, it, it is largely up to the draw. It really is. Like, at the end of the day, it is largely up to the the how what cards you got dealt, how the, the discard, or how the draw pile is treating you, what you got in your burner deck. You know, it's, it's, it is up to that. Um, but there is the, the aspect of, of you having to manage your own keeper cards, you having to deal with what you're going to do for your opponent or what you're going to do to try to, to screw them over. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's surprisingly, surprisingly addictive and um, just infinitely replayable. We we play it all the time. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend it. I, I Again, I can't say anything for the game's storytelling or their thematic style. They just didn't even try. Um, I mean, not at all. Not, not, not even a bit. Um, which, again, I, I feel is weird because I, I feel like it would have been at least easy to um to to skin it with something to you know to 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 make it something some give me something and they gave me nothing it was just like primary colors it looks like something a child would play but it's really really fun so don't let the the lack of style scare you away and that's kind of why i say that it broke tabletop gaming for me because i really i'd come to tabletop gaming because i because I had less interest in things like poker and blackjack and Texas Hold'em and, you know, sort of classic canastas, you know, classic games, bridge, classic games like that, which I completely admit are very fun, and I know that they're fun, but they just don't, um, they don't inspire, you know, they don't, they don't really take me anywhere, whereas tabletop gaming, like, and I say tabletop gaming, you know, very deliberately, it's like, yes, that, that thing called tabletop gaming, the one with all the fancy boxes and the, and the obligatory, uh, uh, pewter figurine, figurines or resin figurines and the D sixes and the 
D21s, you know, that tabletop gaming. Um, they go out of their way to to make it, you know, you're not playing a card game, you're exploring a fantasy world. And it's like, no, I'm playing a card game. But man, the fantasy art really is cool, so I'm going to go with it. Um, and, and Skip Go doesn't do that. It's like very, it's it's very honest with you. It's like, look, you're playing a card game, you're going to need to know numbers, you're going to need to manage things. You're probably going to want to break out a spreadsheet and just kind of take notes on the percentages that you've you've of of cards you've seen. This is a game of you know this is a game for us for accountants for not not for not for artists um, and and that's okay you know I mean like honestly it's it's just as fun and and the mechanics are there and it's just a really it's a it's a it's a it's a very honest card game and I like that. It's it's actually it works. It works really, really well. Is it better than something like, I don't know, Bridge or Canastas or um Texas Hold'em or anything? I don't I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. I, I first of all, I don't know how those play against two players. Um and second of all, I I I don't know. Um I should probably look into some of those. But but Skipbo, for what it is, for whatever it is is a heap of a lot of fun. It's probably not that expensive. I don't know. Like I say, I got it gifted, so I don't really know. But if if you see it and you have an opportunity to to try it out, seriously, try it out. It is it is much more fun than its box design would have you believe. The name is horrible, but darn it, it's a fun game. Try it out. <laughs> You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.